I have never jumped off the high dive. I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. I mean, I've jumped off the low dive. I've jumped off the medium dive. (laughs) But I've been up to the high dive lots of times. It's just that when I get there, I freeze. I don't know if you can relate with me. I freeze. I'm looking down at the water. I'm looking back at the people standing in back of me. And I'm just envisioning how bad I'm going to belly flop and how bad it's going to hurt. And, you know, every time I've been up to the high dive, you know what I've done? I've turned around and climbed back down the ladder. And I have some really bad news for you starting out this new year. Are you ready for some bad news? (laughs) The bad news is the new year is here and you can't climb back down the ladder. The truth is you got to jump from where you're at. And I want to help you to do that successfully. Welcome to the Midweek Motivation Podcast, where we bring practical help for your faith and life. Here's today's episode. Okay, so how do you make the new year a win? I want to talk to you about that in this episode of Midweek Motivation. As we're here in the new year, how do you make the new year a win? How do you jump into and seize this brand new year, knowing that, yeah, there's going to be some stuff that feels scary, uh, but there are some things that we've learned, and in, in, you know what the Bible teaches. And I want to look at the life of Joshua, this massive leader from the Bible who successfully moved from one phase to another. And there's something about these demarcation lines, these transitions. It, it's a big transition to go into a new year. And we can learn from the best of the best here today in this little episode. And really, Joshua did three things when it came to how he moved from one season, one phase to another. The first thing that I want to encourage you, if you want this to, to work, if you want to move from 2023 into 2024 successfully and really win, really seize this year, first of all, you got to grieve. And I know that sounds totally funny. You got to grieve. And the the reason why you got to do that is because uh, some things are changing, right? And life doesn't stay the same from one year to the next. And you can't stay the same either. And and there are things that when, when, when things change, they say life is change and change is loss and loss is pain. And that is painful when you think about things that are going to change. I mean, maybe you know, if you're like me and you're a parent and and you have all those celebrations of the kids. But the other thing you have is you, you have the grieving of those seasons being bygones, you know, those times around the table or those moments, uh, you know, with the training wheels coming off the bicycle. Those are things that we celebrate. And at the same time, when they're a part of the past, there is a little bit of grief of moving on. I used to think grief was really only about losing loved ones. And so I just associated with that. I've just come to realize, though, that grief is actually a, a, it's a healthy part of every day. You know, grief is the ability to move on in a healthy way. It's really a rhythm of renewal, if you think about it. And um, it can help us to move forward successfully. I've, I've learned that if you can't move on, you can't move forward. And I know that we need to. Uh, move forward. And, you know, grief it comes in five stages. These are the classic psychology five stages of grief. Ready? It goes like this. Denial. Like I'm denying that I'm losing something. Anger. I'm mad that I've lost something. Bargaining. You know, like what do I have to do to get it back? Uh, then depression. That's the fourth stage. You know, really that, that oh, I don't like that this is, you know, that this, that this isn't the same or that something has changed, or that I've lost something, or that it's the good things in the past. 
And then the last phase is acceptance. And I think that's, it's, a, it's true. We got to do that even not just with major, major losses, but even with the simple things like I'm, you know, moving into a new year. And I think the question that I want to ask myself and I want you to ask yourself is how do you want to show up this year? How do you want to show up? You, I know you don't want to show up with a bunch of baggage on your back, you know, carrying all this stuff from last year. You don't want to do that. You want to come free. You want to come focused. You want to come powerful. You want to come capable into this year. You want to come present into this year. And you can only do that if you're willing to go through a grieving process a bit. I mean, think about Joshua for a second, this great leader I mentioned. He was mentored by Moses. Amazing, right? I mean, Moses, this is Moses. He came down from the mountain with the tablets, the, the, the stone tablets, you know, and God's finger wrote the Ten Commandments in those tablets. I mean, Moses saw God face to face. Moses parted the Red Sea with a stick. Unbelievable. This guy, this, this larger-than-life leader, Joshua, got to be his assistant. Imagine that. I mean, you'd feel so invested in, you'd feel so, you know, important in a way to be Moses' assistant. But then imagine losing him. That had to be tough. And God actually said to Joshua, said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River and into the land that I'm giving them. And I'll bet you at that moment, Joshua's like, where's a phone? I got to call Moses and ask what to do. <laughs> it's the way we do it, you know? He's looking for comfort from the past. And, you know, the time has come for you as well. And I want to ask you, you know, what, what is it that you need to memorialize so that you can move on? Do you need to memorialize maybe some losses from last year? Might not have been all good. You might have had some things that happened that still bother you a little bit. But how can you memorialize those losses and, and, go, and acknowledge them and, and, and yet leave them in the past? What about some victories? Sometimes we ride those victories too long and we forget that there needs to be more effort in, in a new area or a new task or a new project or a new relationship? What victories do you need to memorialize? What struggles do you need to memorialize? What unachieved goals or dreams? You know, things you thought you might do, but they didn't work out. How can you memorialize those things and, and, and then be able to leave them in 2023 where they belong so that you don't try to carry those things forward? You can't move forward if you can't move on. You got to grieve. Second thing we learned from Joshua, you got to grow. You got to grow because the new year is going to be more challenging than the old year. And it will require more of you and more of me. I mean, every time you climb, something more is required of you. And, you know, you're going to need stronger physical health, more robust emotional health and energy. You're going to need better focus this year. The world it has changed, and we've got to adapt in a sense. We've got to bring our best selves forward, and we got to grow in order to do that. The other day, I was at my men's group, and we call it Men's Alliance. Absolutely fantastic group. And the first time I showed up, I, I was a little intimidated. They put these weights out on the parking lot. This group meets at 7.30 in the morning on Saturdays, year-round. You know, I live in Portland, Oregon. It's cold and rainy and sometimes frosty this time of year and yet still meets out in the parking lot at our church at 7.30 in the morning. And it's a workout group. It's a men's workout and scripture group and encouragement group. And the, the, the theme is uh, uh, tribal rugged real. It's, it's, a, it's a place to get real, you know. And so there's these weights sitting out in the parking lot. There are these two 65-pound weights. You're supposed to grab them with your freezing cold hands and walk them across the parking lot and back. 
that might not sound like a lot until you try it. My fingers were about to snap off, you know, that first time. But then the second time, it wasn't as bad. It was a week later. Did it again. Not as bad. Actually did it further the second time. Not as bad. Third time, I was like, I probably could have gone further. And I hope none of the people from my group are going to watch this or listen to it so they don't challenge me to do it further. But still, you know, you got to grow. The weight that you could carry last year, you're going to need to be able to carry more this year. And in order to do that, you got to grow. I love what Jim Rohn, the great encourager, he said this. He said, don't set a goal just to achieve it. Set a goal for what it will make of you to achieve it. Isn't that great? Set a goal for this year for what it will make of you to achieve it so that you go, if I'm going to hit that goal, I got to grow as a person. I got to be a bigger person, a stronger person, a more loving person, a more focused person, a more disciplined person. I got to grow this year to achieve that goal. Don't just set the goal so that you achieve it. Set it so that it changes you and it helps you grow. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, God was talking to, to Joshua and he said, study this book of instruction continually. He said, meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And he said, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. I mean, there was a challenge for Joshua. Imagine trying to step into Moses' shoes. Uh, Moses was known as not only an incredible leader, a person filled with the Spirit of God, able to do all these wonderful miracles, somebody that was called the most humble man who ever lived. I mean, those are shoes to try and fill. And Joshua knew that if he was going to do it, that he was going to have to step it up. He was going to have to study the law. He was going to have to really get really familiar with God's ways. He was going to have to apply himself more than he ever had before. And I think that's what God's calling you up for this year. Apply yourself more than you ever have before to grow, to become more so that you can achieve more. So what's your goal for the new year? Or more importantly, maybe who do you need to become this year? Could you grow past where you've been before? It's important. And maybe there's a, a, a character trait that you want to pursue or there's a skill you want to develop. And the question really is, when's the action going to come into place for you so that you can build those skills, develop those character traits? When are you going to do that? What are you going to do? And who are you going to recruit to your team to help you with it? Those are all great questions that we need to consider as we look at this new year. How do we seize it? Well, we got to grieve. Uh, we, we definitely got to grow. And number three, we got to go. You got to go. I mean, there's, there's this point in time when the planning ends, when the reflection ends and the action takes place. We, we move out, right? And I, I'm thinking back to the high dive, you know, standing there, looking, reflecting, hesitating, backing out. Those days are over. That's the old us, right? I love that 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. God wants you and me to, to become new and then to go, hey, that old hesitation, that old fear, that old doubt, it's gone. It's time to go. And, and there was that moment that Joshua faced as well. And I'll bet that you probably have a pretty good sense of what God actually wants you to do this year. I'll bet you if you're a person of faith or even a person of curiosity about faith, you probably know what that thing is that you've been wanting to do or that you maybe that God's planted that dream or that goal or that thought in your heart about what's next for you. I bet you have a pretty good idea of what it is. It's just that you don't want to tell anybody because you don't want to be accountable to go and go do it. Yet, that's what's going to be required of you and me is to actually go. 
Um, you know, you, you, you gotta, if you're going to do this, um, you've got to get over your fear. Um, you've got to think about the fact that sometimes your fear is just an illusion. And that happened with Joshua and the Israelites. They, they thought that the promised land that they were going to go into was, was filled with giants and powerful people and all this stuff because that was the previous reports. But then they sent some new spies into the land. And, and this is what they found out. The spies talked to people, and here's what they found out. They said, the Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. I mean, you don't know what people think of you. You don't know what you're capable of. But you do know that if God called you to do something, if God has encouraged you to do something, and he's equipped you to do it. And so you can actually step out and do it. Mike Tyson said this, said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? And so you and me, we can't plan, we can't think about our plans so much. We can't worry about what other people think so much. We've got to be willing to act. And in Joshua chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, it says, this says, it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. This is the place where God had the, the children of Israel once again up against a body of water, no way around it. Once again, needing to act in courage and faith to believe that God said, cross the river, they were going to cross this flooded river. And if if God didn't intervene, they were all going to die and drown in this in this huge river that was flooded. God goes, I want the priests to go first with the Ark of the Covenant, and I want them to step into the river. And until they do that, the water's going to keep flowing. But when they do that, God said, when, when you take action, when you put your feet in the river, when you start moving out on the way, as you're moving, I'm going to stop the river and you're going to be able to all cross on dry land. I mean, here's how my logic would work. My logic would say, when it's safe to cross the river, we'll cross the river. But God's logic says, when you start crossing the river, I'll make a way for you to safely cross the river. And I think there's such a paradox in that. We've got to get used to God's logic here because his miracle comes through movement and he waits often for you and me to go before his his power comes. I mean, even back in scripture in Abraham's day, God said, you go and I'll show. Most of the time we're saying, God, if you show me, I'll start going. And God goes, no, if you start going, I'm gonna start showing. And so I think what God is calling you and me to do is to become people of action this year. If you wanna seize 2024, act on the thing you already know. Go in the place that God already told you to go. And let's see what God will do if we if we become people who can seize it, like Joshua, we grieve. Let's leave 2023 in the past, we grow, let's let's become everything we can become this year, and we go. We don't wait for all the information about all the steps. We take the step that's right in front of us, and we wait for God to do what only he can do. This is gonna be a great year. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Midweek Motivation. To make sure you don't miss any content in the future, please subscribe, share, and if you enjoyed this, give us a like. And consider popping by a Westside service some weekend. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com.